and action. Oh no. Hello? Oh no. Jimmy doesn't like me anymore. Live from Long Beach. Am I Snapchatting my vacation wrong? This is L-A-A-F. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Oh, well, thanks for finally joining us. Can I get you a drink? A cranberry scone? An emoji? With Jimmy McCammon. Jimmy's a bad person! The town malcontent. Oh, look, it's the guy from that thing. He got fat. His only crime was that he had courage and spoke his mind. He's an idiot. I've been wanting to say that all night. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, Come with me. Much like this show, Jimmy doesn't put a lot of effort into it. Uh, Twitter, I eat a salad. You're a very sarcastic man, aren't you? Pound sign, I'm cool. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. This two tickets to LA is LAAF. Hey, yeah, it's Jimmy McCammon. I gotta correct something right now. We're coming at you live from Long Beach, California. And uh, and I am joined by my colleague, author, writer, filmmaker, and idea man, uh, Jared Reed. Jared Reed's joining me on the program today. Say hi, Jared. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for saying hi, man. This is great. I've never done a podcast outside before. Uh, I've rarely had guests that don't uh, live in my house and sleep in my bed. <laughs> and so, But here we are. We live in different houses. We haven't slept together in years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Go to patreon.com slash L-A-A-F and support us in that special financial way. Um, five bucks a month, you know? I think I'm going to do like... I think I'm going to do that dollar gag. that I was telling everybody about this dollar gag I'm going to do and just make it available for a month just to see who will sign up for a dollar. Especially you SoundCloud people out there, all right? I see you. I see your views. Give me a fucking dollar already. <laughs> That's a hundred cents, by the way. That's one hundred cents. You can give give it to me in one penny increments if you want. I don't care. Like I literally don't care. And as always, if you need a dollar, I'm happy to send you one. I'll put it in an envelope. Just send me your address. Go on to the Facebook page. L A A F podcast. Hang out. Whatevs. Whatevs. Just, just uh, search that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, come on down. Join, you know, our uh, exclusive club of listeners and practitioners. This is L A A F. Anyhow, thanks for coming down. We're live from Long Beach. It's the windy city today for some reason. We had to uh, really work on the mic placement not to pick up that wind. But it's sweet now. We're in the park. We're overlooking uh, the lagoon. Colorado Lagoon. Thank you. We're in Colorado Park. And uh, the kids are cavorting. Something that's uh, making me a little nuts about this park, though, is that people are in there, and they're in full clothing, man. I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't need them to be fully naked or anything, but, like, people are in there in yoga pants and stuff. Yeah, it's um, kind of odd, right? It's fine. I'm good. I'm good with it. But hey, you know, good. throw some shorts on. Well, the good thing about Long Beach is it's never dull. No. You know, Long Beach has come a long way, pun intended. I was a little, little kid here, and it was a little bit of more ghetto town, you know? That's like 30 years ago. That's more than 30 years ago. That's mm. 36 years ago that I lived in Long Beach. Yes. How could I possibly be that old? <laughs> you don't look at that for sure. But so we'll get into all the bits and all the bullshit later. Um, uh, I want to get right into 
catching up with Jared Reed. Uh, uh, we uh, met in Los Angeles Film School. The very first mm-hmm. sound that you heard in today's podcast was me saying, oh no, oh fuck. And that was from the last time we tried to record this fucking podcast together. <laughs> we tried to do it over the phone, and it did not work, and uh, something happened. I either dumped the file or just never pushed record in the first place. But the only track that I got out that whole session was uh, me saying, oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Use it, man. So, yeah. So I was stoked about that. Um, but I'm happy to catch up. Like I said, we went to LA Film School together. We got a lot of colleagues down there mm-hmm. um, and worked on some crazy projects. And use some of our stuff you can still see up at uh, like my website or my YouTube or whatever. Um, JimmyMcCamma.com. You know the website. Our children are being corrupted by smut. Here's Jimmy. Jared Reed. Hanging out on LAAF, Colorado Park, Long Beach, California. This is fucking fun, man. I'm never doing a podcast inside again. <laughs> so the uh, the book uh, is called Light Light Years Away, uh, and it's uh, near and dear and close to my heart because it's science fiction, man. Um, and would you say sci-fi fantasy? Because there's lots of elements of. Um, uh, would you say kind of a sort of spiritual edge to it? There is. Uh, I really wanted to write something science fiction, right? And that's my favorite genre of all time, you know. But I, I love me some fantasy too. Yeah. And so, um, what I ventured to do was to do genre blending, where I wanted to incorporate all the elements of all my most favorite stories and just run with it you know and so that's what i did and this thing is like a a sci-fi epic and then another genre would be contemporary fantasy right because it's modern day with fantasy elements and then it has adventure and action and and it's like you know somewhat of a romance novel at points so beforehand before you ever start coming up with stuff and ideas and putting pen to paper um, you thought to yourself, "I want, I want to mix these genres. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to include any of my favorite elements, the things that I love from either of these." So, like, what inspired you? I mean, like, I go from everything from like Star Trek to uh, to uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy mm. to you know, if I started writing something today that was in that genre it would have a lot of the expanse in it <laughs> have you seen any of that uh i'm a huge fan of the expanse yes the <laughs> like show is incredible them. and yeah. uh really opened my eyes to what you know it would look like in 300 years here on earth and uh it, that's that's what you consider hard sci-fi you get a lot of physics yeah. and a lot of real world ties politics religions and stuff and then I was such a fan, I started reading the novels. I picked up, I, I'm on the third novel now, Abaddon's Gate. Oh, I've been really tempted to go back to the novels because they're taking forever to come out with season five. Right. And, um, hey, this is becoming an all sci-fi podcast, and if you don't like that, fuck you. <laughs> all right? I know I do other topics sometimes, but not today. No, but, I mean, season five is taking forever to come out, and I'm like, I should just go read the novels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a in the meantime kind of thing, right? Because the books are different enough to be the books, and the show is different enough to be the show. Yeah, I imagine there's a lot more insights because, like, I, I kind of like watched through the show casually, and then um, and then kind of watched it more, you know, really actually paying attention, and I got more stuff from it each time. And it's, it's so fun to reminisce, isn't it? Yeah, it is fun to reminisce. Yeah. And now it's time for famous birthdays on LAAF. Well, the rain falls down without my help. Just have you join me in this stupid bit for a second, all right? Because usually what it is is it's a bunch of people from fucking social media, and I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> like, do you know any of these names? Do you know who Ellie Louise is? No. Christina Stewart? No. Wait, it doesn't even say. It doesn't even Christina say. Christina Stewart, she was on Mad Men. Pop right? singer. Oh, okay. Definitely. Let me see. Yeah, see, there is no, there is no interesting birthdays today. You usually have to. What what it is is you have to dig down, dig down deep to find anyone. Here we go, John Bernthal. Oh yeah, great actor, The Punisher. Yes, yes. Okay. But he's number thirty-four. <laughs> you know, these uh, Ellie Louise, the YouTube star, nineteen years of age, is number one. So that tells you where the world is going. It's going and it's watching YouTube videos of yeah. little kids unboxing bullshit that they get from Amazon. <laughs> That's the real thing. So you know what? You know what? We wish you, John Bernthal, the Punisher, a happy birthday today. Yeah, 44 years old and still killing it. <laughs> I loved him in that Tank movie with Brad Pitt. I think if you were born on September the 20th, uh, you can you can feel privileged and honored to share it with these, your betters. Thank you so much for coming here and talking with us. If you like blood and thunder, come with me. Live from the LAAF Podcast Studios, this is breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, and the breakingest news in town, of course, is RBG died. And so all the... Um, I do have one... Okay, look. We're going to go over this because we're going to have like this chick show, you know? Um, where uh, Grace explains to me all about chicks. And I think that's our next show coming up. Um, and we're going to talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, too. So I don't want to blow my wad on this podcast because we're talking sci-fi. We're talking light years away. We're talking to Jared Reed. But one thing, okay, one thing. And that's that uh, so many people are getting angry at uh, Donald, <laughs> Donald Trump for uh, thinking about nominating a, a Supreme Court justice. But that's what anyone would do in that position. Yeah, that's the, kind of his job, right? The president's supposed to nominate that position if the person dies. And, like, they're acting like he's a monster for rushing to it, you know? Like, mm. I, mean, I, I mean, I think their basic argument is like, hey, look, you could let, you could give us two or three months or until after the election to mourn. <laughs> it's kind of a weak argument. Like, look, here's the deal. They're going to they're gonna nominate someone. Okay, Trump is. And the Senate's going to try to push it through. And the Democrats in the Senate and the Democrats in the House, their job is to try to not to let it happen. That's all. 
Like, there's not this whole thing where, you know, they're a monster for doing the thing that obviously any Democrat president would do anyways. All right? So I'm done yelling about that. We'll cover RBG a little more. We're going to do it with the greatest For the ladies. <laughs> it's for the ladies. It's for me to become educated. Mm. I have a thousand questions about periods, and I'm going to find out finally. Because mm. this stuff has been, I mean, it's been the stuff of lore for <laughs> me for a long time. Um, we were talking about our our um, our uh, inspirations in the sci-fi fantasy world and uh, the stuff that uh, we're really into. We talked about the expanse. What are some mm-hmm. of the other? Um, you know, what other? What what else uh, did you draw on to create the world of um, of uh, Light Years Away? Which is now uh, you're working on book three. Yeah, I'm actually in the process of writing the third book. That's awesome. Second book one. Done. Book one releases November 27th, 27th. Black okay. Friday. And it's got its own Facebook page, yep, uh, Light Years Away Novel on Facebook, correct? That's right. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, so at sign Light Years Away Novel on Facebook, and just, just uh, follow it. The cover art is already ridiculous and amazing. Um, another colleague of ours from L.A. Film School worked on that, yeah? That's right. Uh, Elisa... She's like she has like four last names. <laughs> mm. I always I have to ask her what what last name would you like me to use because you have like four and it's Eliza Gomez. I legit used to think that that kind of thing was because the person had been married four times. <laughs> <laughs> In case you thought you were listening to a podcast with like a smart guy, no, no, I oh. thought the more times you had been married, the more last names you had. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, uh, did you draw on some people like, I mean, you know, some people will say like, well, this is actually just Othello in space. Or well, the the Expanse is, is a good sci-fi draw for me, you know, from my imagination runs wild in the Expanse Change universe. the fucking game. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, when it comes to fantasy, my favorite author, Terry Goodkind, rest in peace, he passed this week. Terry Goodkind wrote the Sword of Truth novel series. And he wrote like 14 of those things, and I'm still reading them. I've been reading them for like 16, 17 years. And, um, you know, he's, he's like uh, a mashup of Stephen King meets Dean Koontz with his style. And I wanted to really, I, I love descriptive language. And I kind of, you know, I'm reading these things and I'm, I'm, I'm studying as I'm reading. I'm enjoying the book, but I'm studying as I'm reading, you yeah. know, because I'm honing my craft. It sort of ruins books and movies a little bit, but it, I think it's also 10 times more fascinating to be like lost in the craft, like the mm-hmm. pure wordsmithery, you know, or in terms of films, you know, the camera work, the, you know, the, the, the shots, the editing and stuff like that and just get like... You give up something because you can't be a kid watching a movie or a kid reading a book ever again. Yeah. But I mean, just you. you I mean, you. You just made me think just now with your with your comment about like you know really seeing the craft as you read and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because you know when I first went into film school, my my first elective class, which was part of my major, as a filmmaker, was called the art of story, and my professor at the time. Uh, Alex Sukhoi, she said, I hope you're ready for this today's class because what I'm about to teach you today may ruin every movie and book that you'll ever read in for the rest of your life. And I was like, 
you know, that's, uh, yeah. you know, you're hitting my heart right there. And, yes. and, and what she was, what she uh, went into was the three act format, you know, three act structure of any story that you see, any story that you read, any story that you watch, yeah. movie has three acts, beginning, middle, end, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if you want to go for a trilogy, you have, you know, three acts in each movie. And then each one, each segment of that act acts as an act. It's it's kind of paradoxical, but each each installment of the trilogy acts as an act in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there isn't a there isn't a finale right. until the third movie. The third movie is the finale. Right. Yeah, That's pretty <laughs> rad. I love it. Um, we are talking to uh, Jared Reed. In Long Beach, California, the wind has died down. I'm excited about that. Um, just talking inspiration. I made myself a pact. Uh, the folks on the podcast have been following me. Um, <laughs> I uh, I decided a certain point to over this pandemic, you know, to be catching up on um, Star Trek. Mm, good choice. Well. I mean, there's a shitload of Star Trek. So much. Like, you'll get done with a series of Star Trek, and you'll just realize that there's five more just based on that series, like just spinoffs of that series, and you realize, like, there's two, <laughs> two universes, and right. two there's, like, two timelines in the universe. Mm-hmm. And so they justify, you know, actors looking different that way. They justify actors having undergone different things in different timelines that way. And technological changes. Yeah. Yeah, but pre the expanse, I think it was the largest, you know, written universe, you know, that had ever been created. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Tolkien and stuff like that, wild fantasy stuff, you know. But it's like so so I I always wonder because it seems daunting to me as a writer coming up with ideas or whatever mm-hmm. and and it's like how big you gonna let this thing get? Like you mentioned, you're on book three. Yeah. You know, so that tells me one thing. That tells me that you wrote book one and you're like, you've, you're already full of, oh, I know what's going to happen because these guys are obviously going to have to fight these guys and now we're going to have to travel to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, do you ever get scared? Like, how big am I going to, and now I'll be responsible for it. Mm. And now, and, and just even in your head, let's say you never sell one copy, but just, I mean, does it become like a headache at, at a certain point to keep track of the history? Healthy note-taking is the way to go when it comes to writing a book, especially with the series. I'm, I'm taking notes on the notes that I've taken. Yeah. You know? You're listening to LAAF. I can't get another job. I don't have a resume. A resume? I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> planet is this person from because i'm going to you know i'm going to come back to that at some point and i need the exact knowledge so i got to be real specific in just the details and sometimes because i'll go back into you know i'll be writing the third book and i'll be like what where's that character from you know and then i didn't write it down i only put it in the notes yes that's what i was just gonna (laughs) ask you like i would have notes based on like stuff that's actually in it and mm-hmm. stuff that I just thought maybe I'd put in it, you know? And that's like, I mean, I've directed plays where I've had to have two different notes that way, you know? Just like a maybe pile and the mm-hmm. it's in pile because you don't know what the history of the piece is mm-hmm. and, and it'll be incongruous, you know? You'll have that, you know, you, you hate them, but they're right. 
that right. audience member who's reading it or viewing it and going, well, that doesn't make sense because he had... Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've run a pretty tight ship when it comes to uh, the details, you know, and, and the events that take place. And, you know, I started writing this third book, uh, which is untitled so far, but I was writing the third book and I'm, I'm publishing the first one, right? So I read the first one again and I'm like, oh my God, like there... There's this weapon that the main character used that was integral to the first novel that just kind of disappeared and was gone in the second novel. So maybe I can come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's always an opportunity there, too, of like I might, you know, I might have to explain something away. But in doing so, I might I might invent some shit. Mm. Yeah. Now, I love that because, you know, for a day job, I work with my hands. I work with uh you know, hydraulic systems and I'm, you know, building machines, I'm tearing down machines all day. And then, and so, you know, I'm working with engineers. So I, I started getting inspired by some of the stuff that we were talking about while, you know, I'm building these machines and we're testing them and we're sending them to the field. And it's part of the, you know, it's pretty important work because it's, we use these technicians, use these tools to um, install power lines. So I'm in the essential industry and so I'm talking with these guys, and I'm like, wow, how could I use this knowledge yeah. in a creative way? And so I started inventing, like, futuristic alien weaponry with, yeah. you know, <laughs> you, like kind of a, a, a pretty solid knowledge base. Seeing, you know? seeing machines and, like, getting to know them in real life um uh it is like uh is like the gateway drug of like dreaming up sci-fi machines yeah. <laughs> you know like if you have a stage where you're real into airplanes and stuff and like actual aerodynamics and shit like that helicopters then like you're going to you're going to pretty soon wonder what could be what could be all the possibilities, you know, and what space flight all about and how do we do warp speed? And I mean, you know, you just start to nerd out like that. I do anyways, the creative mind does. Oh, absolutely. I do sound and that would be like a union issue. How could you possibly know that? You're listening to LAAF. We talked about this on the Lost Podcast. I'm glad I smoke a lot of weed, because this all seems fresh as shit to me. I mean, this is just all, it's like the first time I've talked about it. We actually did a 20-minute podcast the other night. (laughs) But anyways, I was wondering, um, we talked about the shootability of shit, you know? We talked about two things, and I found them both fascinating. And that's one, one thing is, as people who, you know, are into film and into writing... You know, when are you shooting yourself in the foot writing for what you can shoot or writing towards some kind of budget? And should you always just go go fucking balls to walls with your imagination and write whatever's in your head and damn the budget, you know, mm-hmm. and full speed ahead? So your, your story is like, do you have a firm goal of, of it being a shootable thing, of it being a movie? Did you write it cinemato- uh, with cinematography in mind? And it's hard I not did. to. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You think about, like, the great writers who have written some of the books, like, say, Jurassic Park was turned into a movie. It was a book before a movie, by the way, you know, and it it was a best-selling book. It's a great book. Yeah, and same with, like, The Lord of the Rings, you know. These are 
things that were really, they were just written to be books, yeah. right? And so I had to kind of step back from... And there's a purity to that. There is. You know, like I'm, I'm making a book. I'm not going to think about movies till... <laughs> till the movie till is later. on the plate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, see, I, I, I write visually. And, I, you know, I, I, I kind of... I was talking about it with a friend of mine because he's on his first read of the newest revision. And I said... He said a part of it was beautiful. And I said, oh, my God, thank you for that compliment. And... I was saying to him, I like to paint with words. You know, like the the gaffer would, uh, the lighting guy would paint with light. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that. Or you know, the the cinematographer, the cameraman would paint with movement. Yeah. You know, so I'm kind of painting with words because I'm 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 trying to remove all of my restrictions. Yeah. Everything that I've picked up in film school and in the industry really it's coming to play it's coming coming through my my hand in through my pen but i'm not getting hung up on those things yeah you know because it's so easy to be limited by what you think you can do yeah yeah, because it, you you just have that that devil on your shoulder sometimes when you're trying to be creative of like you can never do that it'll cost too much you'd have to rent a huge sound stage blah 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 mm-hmm. I think which is kind of forgiving about writing in the sci-fi genre because you're like well this this is gonna cost a billion dollars anyways we got spaceships we got laser guns like we you know <laughs> this is gonna cost too much anyways. That's why there's really not too much really, really good sci-fi, mm-hmm. I think, because, uh, you know, because basically you'd need 10 times a regular film's budget to make it believable, to make people believe that that's the future, you know? Like Star Wars was the, Star Wars was the exception to that rule in a way because it's like they crammed so much fucking creativity into every frame of that film that they made up for having a small budget and then the budgets got bigger and now disney owns it and they can do whatever the fuck they want they shoot in a rear projected stage which is like the biggest sound stage known to humankind you know like they have to have room for these giant projectors and shit like that yeah and they're they're not even shooting on real locations. Yeah. You know, most of what they're shooting is already animated for the actors to just look at and inter- like in their mind, yes, they can attach to that scenery. Therefore, dueling away with that shitty performance you get out of an otherwise really good actor when you're doing green screen or blue screen work, you mm-hmm. know? You might have a like you see these actors kind of being crappy in a movie and like it's like nah Nah, hold on. Forgive that guy. He had nothing in this world to look at, to react to. He's standing in front of a green abyss of nothingness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so I suspend some disbelief in the way of actors that way, too. Because I, as a filmmaker, I know the process of capturing for visual effects. It's not pretty. No. It's not It's not artistic. It's not inspiring. Mm -mm. You know? And and it's just... (laughs) The performance is basically coming right out of the actor's imagination. And it's a whole other skill to be able to do that, I think. You know? Like, if you can act in a vacuum in that way, I'm I'm, I'm fucking duly impressed. Mm -hmm. I really thank you for coming by. I hope that you will come by when the book is actually out, 
um, or close to it. Or yes, I would love to. Thank you so much for having me on the air here, man. This is really an honor, and I'm, I'm very grateful for everybody who may come over and, and take a look at my book. And uh, super excited for uh, Black Friday this year. Yeah, at uh, Light Years Away Novel. At Light Years Away Novel. Yeah. yeah. Fresh page just created today. The game has been changed, uh, you know, and we do know what we can do. And, uh, you know, people are people are boldly going forward. And I, I congratulate you, man. Like, um, you. what a fucking hell of a thing to get done during this time. Right. You know, it's like there's two kinds of people, people who are deadly depressed and people like, you know, you and I who buckled down to something, you know, I mean, yeah. we've been working on the podcast like crazy. You know, that's why we're able to do any of this shit right right here today um and just because of the pandemic basically there's yeah. a couple extra trump that bucks <laughs> you know bought that with some trump bucks right <laughs> right oh yeah i mean it's kind of a cool time because i i'll leave you with this you know i think it, there really is no time like the present to be creative because us artists are kind of like isolationists yeah you know so Use this time that you have. Good, man. Well, I mean, keep it up because, uh, you know, uh, uh, people like us, uh, you know, either did something or went down the went down the hole during this during this fucking bullshit. And I'm glad you created something, dude. I'm proud of you. What's his name? Bill Pullman and Twister. He's like, there was an old me, an evil me. And I killed him. Yes. Hey, uh, let's do this again super soon. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure. Really? Really? Great job, guys. You crushed it. Hollywood's buzzing, and guess what? (laughs) 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 So shines a good deed in a weary world. You're listening.